Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, I'm Dora, and you're listening to Sunday Scaries. So I live in L.A. now, but a few weeks ago, I was working remotely from Vancouver while visiting my family. It was so nice being back home, but it wasn't technically a vacation, you know? Like I was on the clock. I had plenty of work to do and plenty of things to get up for. But I would wake up some mornings and realize I didn't want to do anything. Maybe this new setting was having an effect on me. Or maybe it was just that being away from my usual surroundings made me more tired than usual. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Vancouver. However, it's cloudy nine months out of the year. And at times, this makes it really hard to feel inspired or motivated. Getting up for work on Monday was challenging. And the fact that I would have to do it for the rest of the week was even more stressful. So here I was, back in the city, falling into the same cozy bed and not wanting to get out of it. But the longer I stayed in bed, the worse I felt. Like, oh my gosh, so much time has gone by and I have so much work to do. Now I have less time to do it. And sometimes it's okay to just fall into this feeling. Accept defeat or accept that your body needs rest. But sometimes, often, it's just not an option. So you need some tools to get yourself out of bed. One is 
connecting to compassion to help you find some fuel for your gas tank. I've personally been able to find motivation when I could remind myself who I was doing it for. So think about who would benefit from you showing up and doing what you need to do. For example, I find this extremely helpful when I don't feel like meditating. Shocking, I know. In fact, I wouldn't be here if I didn't meditate. So I reflect on how many people will benefit from me when I do. How meditation helps me to be a better daughter, sister, friend, coworker, the list goes on. How when my mind is calm, I'm able to work better with others and help others who need it. And it's a good reminder to know that when I'm solid, this has a ripple effect on the people around me. You can also call upon and reflect on the strengths of others in your life who inspire you. This can be done in the form of music, writings, movies, whatever inspires you to wake up and get going. It could even just be thinking about a strong person you admire. My motivational go-to is always Beyonce, specifically Beychella Beyonce, where we get to see the behind the scenes of how she works, leading up to her Coachella performance in 2018. I'll sit for a few moments and envision her drive, her force, her dedication, or just listen to a few songs from her performance. And maybe it's your thoughts that are keeping you glued under your sheets. Dread at the upcoming work week, work day, or a particular deadline. Something that's helped me is to question these thoughts. As humans, there's this thing we do called the negativity bias. It's a mental bias we all have, where our mind is more prone to focus on negative things than positive ones. Maybe the day I'm imagining is only seeming awful because I'm focusing on the bad stuff. Even just becoming aware of this psychological tendency means you're able to confront it and work with your mind, not against it. Another way to get motivated is to do something really small. Do the tiniest task on your to-do list. Often, just getting something done that's easy can empower you to do more. Could be as simple as making your bed or brushing your teeth that snowballs into doing your laundry and tackling other items on your to-do list. For now, though, I invite you to get comfortable. As comfortable as you can be. And we're going to try the practice I had mentioned earlier of thinking about those people in your life that you know or don't know that inspire you. Let's begin by taking a few deep breaths and just settling the mind and body. Just feeling the body pressing down into the surface beneath you. And noticing how you're feeling in this moment. Now, thinking of someone in your life that inspires you. Maybe thinking of the different qualities and characteristics they have. Could be their patience, their kindness, their tenacity for life, or their joyfulness. And with each inhale, it's almost like you're breathing in those qualities. 
And as you breathe out, letting go of what no longer serves you in this moment. So just continuing to breathe in that way. And then slowly letting that go. And when you're ready, gently opening your eyes. Before doing anything else, taking a moment here just to notice what came up for you in that practice. Reflecting on who came to mind and what qualities were present. Finding motivation when you're really not feeling it is so hard. But luckily, there's some options for getting yourself out of a rut. Getting out of bed for someone else, calling to mind an inspiring person, or choosing to work with your negativity bias can help you move your day along so that you don't start mentally spiraling into your pillow fort. Now, sometimes these feelings of immobility are totally harmless. Just a phase due to physical or emotional fatigue that lasts for a day or a few days. Fortunately, this was the case for me. But sometimes it's serious and is a result of something more. If you find yourself feeling this kind of apathy or extreme fatigue, I recommend reaching out to a mental health professional. There are many resources online to help you take that first step towards feeling a little better. The National Institute of Mental Health's website is a great place to start. We'll have a link to that in the show description. And hey, if you find yourself in Vancouver and can't get out of bed, I get it. Maybe stay for a bit, take a nap, but then I want you to put on some headphones, grab an umbrella, and head outside. At least that's what I would try to do. Thank you so much for taking the time to check in with yourself today. I hope you join us next week when we'll talk about something that might seem a little counterintuitive to this show. I won't say any more. You'll just have to listen. Mysterious, I know, but I'll see you then. 